it's time to check in on our Tri-County Contracting Hotline with Mark Cass. He's the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. Mark, it's a sad ending to 2023 when we heard the other evening that former Senator Herb Cole passed away. Now, we know he was 88 years old. He certainly lived a full life. But what will he be remembered for most in the business community? You know, I think, Libby, that it'll be his giving, his generosity. I mean, just amazing when you think about and look at his life in Milwaukee, his career in Milwaukee, but his giving in Milwaukee. We can talk more about his career in terms of the coal stores and, and obviously the MBAT and the Bucks, but I don't think everybody kind of remembers his last few years what he did, and that was he basically handed out money, gave to education, he gave to teachers, he helped clubs, he helped kids. He was all about kids and just really trying to enhance our community and just helping. And, you know, I think as he kind of wound down out of the spotlight a bit, he became a lot more active in that. And to me, his legacy is we are the city we are, not just because of the NBA team, not because of everything else, but because of his generosity. As you look at Milwaukee and who the people are who are helping the city, he is right there among the tops in the history of the city in terms of helping Milwaukee. So I think he'll be remembered as one, just a very nice man, a very accomplished man, and incredibly helpful to the community. You know, we often forget about his early career when he ran the family yeah. business, uh, grocery stores, department stores. What was the impact of those businesses on the community? Yeah, think about that. I mean, I think people in their 20, 25 years old probably don't, don't even know that about Herb, that he basically ran the company that his father started and grew it into a, you know, a huge business with the grocery stores and then spun off into the department stores and the success of that owning Northridge and Southridge malls and the sale of those malls and what kind of they were all like and had this huge career pre-NBA career and then went into the NBA business and said, you know, in 85, you know, people don't remember he saved the bucks. There was a lot of concern about what would happen with them in 85 that they would leave the city. He stepped up, acquired the team. I'm not sure if anyone's going to believe this. He actually acquired it for $18 million. Let me think about that. $18 million for an that NBA That was a bargain. Team. Yeah, that was a bargain because he sold it for just a little bit more than that at 550 and then owned it for 29 years, invested a lot of money in the team, invested a lot in the arena, really made that. But then again, coming up in 2014, he made the decision to sell the team, could have sold it to anybody anywhere in the country. There was a lot of talk about the team actually moving. There's been rumors and, and kind of speculation about offers that were made for a lot more. We now hear afterwards probably $100 million more, but he sold it to the hedge fund operators out of New York who were going to keep him walking. That was his insistence. But then after that levy, he then stepped up with $100 million of his own money and said, here, I'm going to offer this to help with the new arena. And I remember hearing that thinking, well, what the heck? That's, I mean, that's crazy. What an amazing gesture. You know, $100 million from him, $100 million from the owners. It was a huge step towards the new arena because without that money, I'm not sure if the project happened. So he sold the team, kept it here, and then helped with the new arena. I mean, think about the impact of that. And that's just it. I mean, he was a true philanthropist and right. yet so humble. Yeah. That, I mean, for those of us who knew him, who had the honor of knowing him, I knew him for 20 years. I've met with him many times. I've had lunch with him. I've talked to him at length. And he's humble, never about himself, always about others in the room. I mean, I always remember he'd ask me about my family. He'd want to know kind of how things were going at the paper. He'd want to talk about his staff, about Joanne, who is one of the longtime employees, who's very loyal to him. He's very loyal to her. He'd want to talk about others. He'd want the spotlight on others. I remember we tried to honor him with an award back in 2015, and it took me weeks just to kind of coordinate him to attend, not only the award winning, he wanted others to be honored. So he was always about others, always about community. And to me, really kind of left an impression that is amazing on this community. What do you think his final legacy in Milwaukee will be? I think it's a couple of things. We are an NBA city. 
as a result of Herb Cole. Again, 85, 2014, what he did, he kept his team here. We would not have had an NBA championship what we had in 21 if not for Herb Cole because obviously the Bucks would have been gone. I'm not sure if everyone remembers, but he was the head of the team when they drafted Giannis. And clearly the Bucks aren't winning the title without Giannis. I mean, he was obviously the key figure in that. So I think it's being an NBA city, being an impactful city, but I also think you have to look around the city for the things he did, whether it was helping schools. I think his legacy will be his philanthropy his generosity, and what he meant to everyone in the city. The neat thing, Libby, and I'm sure you probably heard this, as I've gone pretty much everywhere over the past few days, everybody has a Herb Cole story. And, you know, all the stories are fun. They talk about how nice he was, how open he was, how even if he didn't know the people, he would sit down with them, he would talk to them, he'd want to know about them. And sometimes as you look at your life, you want to be remembered as a nice guy. Herb Cole was a nice guy who did so much quietly and had a tremendous impact on our city. Well, you know, another thing where people are doing things quietly, it's with the new Milwaukee Public Museum that's going to be built downtown. It's a 200 200- $40 million project. Yep. Obviously, a lot of people are contributing to that. But when will construction start and how much money have they raised? This is an interesting one. It was supposed to start construction in 23. Obviously, it's not going to happen. So right now, the aim is to start in early 24, have it open in 27, about three months or so from where they want to be. They've raised about 160 of it so far. So they're on their way. There's a lot of money yet to raise. Important project for the community. I mean, I've talked many times about the importance of the museum. We all remember it as kids. We all went there as kids on school trips. The educational thing about it. I think what it'll mean to the city and its new location right near the arena on 6th and McKinley, very important. So they still have work to do, Libby. There's no doubt. And until they're under construction, I think there is some concern about it. But they've insisted that they will get this done. They will accomplish it. They raise the money. I think their approach and really having this as a statewide museum and not just from Milwaukee has helped in terms of the fundraising. There's just a lot of efforts underway. The hope is to start in early 24, and hopefully we'll see this underway soon. In a couple of years, we'll be there for the opening and seeing what it means to the city. And as we wrap up this year of 2023, we saw a lot of home sales falling in the yeah. Milwaukee area. Do you think it's going to continue in the early part of 2024, or are you looking for a rebound? I am looking for a rebound. I think through the end of 23, slowed a bit. Interest rates kind of wore down. We saw home sales stall out a bit. But I think 24, with interest rates on their way down now, hopefully if it's their peak and they're down now around five or so, I think there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of things happening. So I think the home market is going to really increase in the first part of 24. I think the other thing to watch is the high-end apartments. You and I have talked about this. We're going to have the Couture opening in April. We're going to have 333 in the third ward. So you're adding 600 or so high-end units. I'm talking very high-end units into the market. So how will that respond? And, you know, are there going to be more empty nesters like myself who are going to move into the heart of the city? So to me, the housing market's going to be really, really interesting to watch in 24, both for home sales and for high-end apartments, because I think there's going to be a lot of action in each of those areas. And here's a toast to you, Mark Cass, for a very happy new year and a great 2024. Libby, Libby, it's always a great year with you. I think 23 has been a lot of fun. As I said, 24 is going to be even more fun. So really want to say happy new year to you. Happy new year to all your listeners. Have a wonderful evening. Have a safe evening and get ready for 24 because it's going to be a lot of fun in Milwaukee. And I think that's good advice from Mark because those roads are going to be a bit on the slippery side today. So you'll want to slow it down.